Microsoft reported its fiscal 23 Q2 earnings last night. And from a total revenue perspective, they came in at $52.7 billion, which was actually short of what was expected, $52.9 billion. But also, and perhaps more importantly, also signals a larger trend here, is that the growth on that was only 2%. In fact, that's the slowest rate of growth since 2016. And when you dive deeper and you look at the very important Microsoft Cloud revenue, which represents 51% of total sales currently. The revenue there came in at $27.1 billion, up 22%. Now that sounds good, 22% growth. But the fact is, is that growth was also slowing. Q2 last year, growth for Microsoft Cloud revenue was 32%. Just last quarter, for them, Q1 of fiscal 2023, they had growth of 24%. Now, when you think about Microsoft Cloud, that's Azure, Office 365, LinkedIn, Dynamics 365. That's obviously a critically important component for Microsoft, not only in their total revenue, but when they think about moving forward. And we'll talk about the moving forward, the guidance, the outlook in a minute. But let's go even deeper. Let's talk about the productivity and business process business unit 17 billion up 7%. Now, within that, that's where you have Office 365. Office 365 commercial revenue was up 11%. Office 365 commercial C growth was up 12%. This time in Q2 last, it was at 16%. Now, they say, as usual, the growth is tied to SMB and frontline worker offerings, as well as growth and revenue per user, the ARPU. And this is where you think about how do they grow that average revenue per user? Well, that's fundamentally moving these users to more robust, more costly SKUs like E5 or just programmatic price increases. I mean, a lot of customers felt the pain of Microsoft 365 E3 being uplifted 12.5%, the list price of that. And there was a lot of customers that had deals that closed in their Q2 that probably felt the pain of that. And that led to some of that ARPU going up. But on E5 specifically, it's interesting, right? They, they still will not tell you a lot of particulars. Back in Q4, Fiscal 2022, they announced that 12% of the base was on E5, but they, they have not given an update on that number. They just keep saying things like E5 momentum remains strong or we four or five really good quarters of E5 adoption. Organizations are increasingly choosing our premium E5 offering. These are the things they're saying. But the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, if they had more penetration, if they were pushing more customers to Microsoft 365 E5, they would be updating that 12% of the base converting to E5. They'd be updating that number, and they're not. Keep going further into the productivity and business processes. you got things like LinkedIn. LinkedIn revenue was up 10%. Last Q2, they had 37% growth. Dynamics 365 revenue up 21%. Dynamics 365, also they made a point to note that that's now 80% of their overall Dynamics revenue. 
which makes sense, right? More organizations are moving to the cloud. That wasn't that surprising. Now, when you talk about intelligent cloud and other business unit, $21.5 billion, up 18%. And that is driven by Azure and other cloud services. So for Azure and other cloud services, revenue grew 31%. That barely beat what analysts were expecting. Analysts were expecting it coming up a little bit short of 31%. But again, slowing, slowing revenue growth. Q2, last Q2, the growth was at 46%. So you got Microsoft Cloud revenue growing at 22%, but slowing. You got Azure revenue growth at 31%, but slowing. That's critically important. And we'll get to more of this in a minute as what's coming. And then the last business you more personal computing, 14.2 billion down. It's actually down by 19%. And that's driven by the decline in Windows, devices, and gaming. I'm not going to spend too much time there because, you know, obviously we interact and work more with enterprise customers, commercial business. But it is noted that Windows commercial products and cloud services are down 3%. It actually grew 13% last Q2. So let's talk about guidance. Let's talk about outlook. Things are not getting better, at least not in the short term. So the guidance, overall revenue, 50.5 to 51.5. Analysts were expecting 52 billion. For the commercial business, Amy Hood, CFO, said we expect business trends that we saw at the end of December to continue into Q3. So what are some of those business trends? Well, I've already noted some of them, but moderate consumption growth in Azure, that's what they're experiencing right now. Lower than expected growth in new business across the standalone Office 365, EMS, and Windows commercial products that are slowed outside of that Microsoft 365 bundle, right? So slowing growth, Azure consumption, new business across those core pieces, Office 365, EMS, and Windows. They're seeing customers exercise caution, right? Exercising costs leading to weakening growth numbers. So these things, they're saying, the slowed growth, they're expecting it to continue. In fact, Amy Hood mentioned the fact that she expects Q3 Azure growth to decelerate roughly four to five points. Decelerate. Analysts were expecting actually 34% growth. Office commercial revenue growth will be obviously continue to be driven by Office 365. Seat growth as well as that average revenue per user, right? Price increases, moving people from E1 to E3, from E3 to E5, moving F1 to F5. But they expect Office 365 revenue to actually be sequentially lower by roughly one point in Q3. So slowing growth in Q2, expecting it to continue to slow. What does this all mean? Well, if you, if you listen in and pay attention to Satya's open remark during the earnings call, he made it a point to say that we saw customers accelerate their digital spend during the pandemic and they're now focused on optimizing that spend. And he said, 
that this is an important time for Microsoft to work with customers, helping them realize more value from that spend. But at some point, optimization will end and they need to gain share and build loyalty with these customers to get the benefits of that over longer term. Meaning when optimization stops and spending will increase, they want to be sitting there and they have the stack of products to seize that opportunity, at least as they see it. So if you're a, if you're a customer and many of you have renewals coming up in June, Microsoft's year-end, or perhaps even longer term, push Microsoft to stand by these comments to truly focus on how are you going to get more value out of the solutions you're already paying for versus continuing to push for what Microsoft may want, adding in part of the Power Platform or the Power Platform, Power Apps, Power Automate, Power BI, moving us to E5. Stop focusing on that. I heard what Satya said. How are you going to actually drive more value? How are you going to be a partner for us to optimize what we're already spending money on? But make sure to understand this. I fully expect Microsoft will lean in on this. They will make the investments. You should be pushing for commitments on dollars to help, by the way, for any type of services needed. But understand, there's a plan in place by getting access to decision makers, line of business executives, by entrenching themselves, adding more of their products to your portfolio <coughs> over this period of time. By ramping, accelerating use, you become stickier. They know there's a longer term benefit they're going to get, i.e. when you're locked in and you've built more, they've built more loyalty by doing the right thing, which I don't want to fault them for, you need to make sure you're getting commitments to what it's going to look like after this period of time, after optimization, at when things spend starts to accelerate, when initiatives start to pick back up. What commitments does Microsoft have for you then? Think price protection, volume discount structures, flexibility. It's going to be critically important over the coming year to understand that Microsoft has a plan which could very much benefit you as an organization, but make sure you're using this point in time to assure yourselves that you have the right foundational commercial relationship, future protections, future flexibility in place as well.